Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Broken by Concept. We've got Nathan, we've got Curtis. Um, 103, we're episode 103 today. That's right, 103. Okay. I'm ready to talk about some League of Legends, Curtis. Ready? Throw it at me. I'm, oh, I love so League of Legends. Let's start let's this episode off with a, let's make it spicy. Today's right. going to be spicy, okay? Let's make it, you know, exciting, high energy, high intensity, okay? So first thing. Um, let's go. Win con assessment. I get, I get pretty angry about this. And, you know, I, I think I do a pretty good job of hiding my frustration during my MLA coaching. I, I think we kind of, you let loose from, from, I mean, I don't listen to this, but from, from what you've told me, you kind of let loose to kind of set an example. I will highlight a basic <laughs> mistake and repeat it. And they're like, yes, Nathan, I get the message. Are you sure? Yeah. You sure? No. You sure? You sure about this death? You're not going to happen again? It's not yeah. going to happen again? Right. I, I think I control. I think I need to take maybe your approach a little bit more. You know, I'm going to make an extended video on this at some point, but I really need to get this off my chest. So, you know, if you're ahead as a mid laner and you're, you know, 3-0, and you're 4-0, and whatever it might be, you are, you know, a key carry on this team. You might not be the only carry. Not, you might not be playing like a, a 1v9 type of Carly champ, whatever, but you're a key carry. You're a secondary carry. It doesn't matter if you're a Vex. It doesn't matter if you're a... What, it doesn't even matter what champion. If you're 4-0 as a mid laner, you got to step up. The game's it's your responsibility. It's your responsibility. you got to step up. I don't care how bad your opponent, opposing opponent is, how bad they play because you feel like you deserve to win the game because you've, you've played better. You're 4-0. The whole game's on you. The game's on you. You know? Whether or not, yeah, whether you you want it to be on you, it is on you. Like, I, I, I'm sick of doing reviews where um, where someone's 4-0, 3-0, whatever, and there's not a single call me made. There's not a single call. There's no calling for objectives. There's no fixing lane assignments. There's no saying, okay, uh, Baron's up. Do we want to play for Baron? Do you want Hover on top side? Do you want to... We can do anything. You can do whatever you want. You can literally start Baron. You can bait Baron. You can shove out mid-siege. You can go side lane, get hover from your jungler. You can do whatever the hell you want to do. I don't even give a shit how bad your call is, how bad your decision is. You just want people to do something. I want people to do something. Because like, they just sit up. back. They like, just sit back and just relax and like, okay, I'm just going to race. I'm going to go to this wave. Then they think it's like, I'm going to clear the wave and then I'm going to think about what I'm going to do yeah. after. Yeah, then I'm going to think about what I'm going to do. When you're playing, you're thinking, I am already know. I'm, I'm going to go here. Quick, quick, speed, speed, focus. Like, here we go. I, I know that if I go to a side lane, I go, I go to a wave and my team's on the other side of the map, and I haven't said a single thing. It's just a flip at that point. That's right. Someone's going to die. Either someone's, someone's going to engage without yeah. me and, yeah. and they're going to start a fight. Or my team's going to run around like headless chickens and someone's going to get caught and then I have to compensate for that. And then it's just going to turn into a shit show. Then you've lost control. The current, yeah, the it can just, just be like that. You can just miss. You lose control of games very quickly. Once right? one person dies, one person gets caught. Because then the way that it works is one person gets caught. Then, you know, they get some control, some area. And then the next person on your team gets caught. And then someone has a bad reset. Then maybe you kill yeah. two of them. But then the game's just the, the floor of the game is, is completely ruined. Um, and, and I had a session today with Chino, right? Chino, he's a, he plays on EUNE. He's a master tier player. Velcro's player. Dude, this guy has amazing uh, chair mastery. Like his Q accuracy was out of this world. Uh, Velcro's with Q accuracy is one of the scariest things in the history of the like, game. Like he's a beautiful skirmishing, beautiful chair mastery. He takes all these boxes. Love it. We get into mid game, he's 4-0. And just walking out of base. I'm like, Baron's up. You're 4-0. You're going to get outscaled. They have a Jax and a, and a Cassidy. And you have like triple AP on your team. What do you, what do you, they're building wits end. They're starting to build all these MR items. You're going to lose if you don't try to get something done. 
And I, I said, what do you want to do here? He's like, oh, yeah, I think, I think Akali's pushing bots. I guess maybe go bot. And then like Akali, he's playing to his Akali on bot side away from Baron. And then like they run, like they've got this comp that is terrible at running into them. And then they just run through like all these AP Shaco boxes. And then they just basically get aced. And then they lose the game off that. And, and I'm like, dude, I, I don't care what decision you make. You could siege mid. You can start Baron. You can bait Baron. You can go top. You, if, even if you if you told me you genuinely felt like sieging bot tier two for whatever reason was the that right was play, the intention. If that was the intention, great <laughs> thumbs up. We can look at that and feel like why you why the hell did you think that was the right play? But there is nothing. No, it's like we're just we're just going with the flow. And I think people um, there's a few excuses people have. Right, number one, I don't see my favorite streamer do it, so why should I do it? Or um, there's people high healer than me in the MLA that don't do it, so why should I do it? Or um, people don't listen to me anyway, so what's the point? That's bullshit. Like, if you call something a minute before, when people are actually resetting at a good time, people are going to listen. They're, they're, they're praying someone takes control. Yeah, my, my, my observation is in the mid-game, people are so lost that they are begging for any sort of direction. Any ping, they're like, okay, yep, yep, that's cool. Yep. As long as they're not doing something else already. That's right. As long yes. as they're like, as you're doing it when you're off a reset, you're coming yeah. up, take control. Hmm. And I want to, I want to contrast this with another client I had, Spirit Kunai. He's in, I believe he was Plat One player. This guy took control. Like he made call after call, told people to reset, uh, wants to stack dragons. Yep. And he lost this game, right? But- he put up a valiant effort. I love that. There's so and much the amount learning of learning that. that guy yes. got, like it's like he's putting his heart and soul into That's the game. That's high intensity gameplay. Like, frick, you know, like this guy's putting in effort. He's getting like he's getting mm. results mm. and he's going to get better. Mm. Great. Thumbs up. That's what you want to be, mm. man. And like it's just the other thing is also <sighs> when you're behind, right? So let's say let's say I've had a pretty bad game as like a jungler, right? And I, I do have like a strong member of my team that let's say I didn't even play around and they just did some yep. good stuff, right? Like I can't do much with my champion. It's it's up to I need that person that to take person control. Has to say you something. Know? So like like <clears throat> let's say if it's I always visualize. Like, let's say that Velcos right. Yeah. And let's say he's four and zero, and the AD carries like let's say he's like zero one three with like you know like eight CS a minute like yeah. he, like or seven CS a minute. He's, he's pretty behind. He can't he can't do anything. He can't do anything. It's so not someone him. else has to take someone control. else has to take control. Yeah. yeah. The more ahead you are, the more control you got to take. That's right. Period. Correct. And no. then pe people always get upset when they, they say the team sucks, they're all throwing, they're all dying. You're the one. That re it's, again, That's your fault. It's your fault. You didn't take responsibility. Absolutely. So a bit of a vent, but just come on, guys. Get excited. Take control. Have a crack is what we mean by have a crack. You know, come out of that game thinking, okay, I tried my best. I tried my best. And if I lose, I lose. But, you know, do something. Okay? Do something. Love that message. So this was an interesting one, Nathan. I um, This was from Raven, uh, Raven of Death in the MLA, pointed this one out. Raven said there was an interesting death. statement by Nemesis. Oh. And, you know, Nemesis has a very different take on the game in terms of mid lane. Like, we have a different philosophy. And, yep. you know, he, he has great micro. Um, he has a very unique way of playing the game. Good champ master on a couple of champs. He does. And basically, he, um, he's been playing on this one account in Korea for, like, quite a long time. Hmm. Right? So, if I go to this account... Uh, it was around 500 LP Grandmaster and he fluctuates. I always look at his account. It's not even that high. He's never really been that high. I mean, maybe he's peaked every now and then, but most of the time he's like, like between 500 to 800 LP, right? And he plays, you know, a lot of Kale. He's got a shit ton of Viagra. He's got literally a 
1,200 games on this account. A lot of games played, a lot of different champions. He's got like 300 games of Vigard, then 100 games of Kale, 100 games of Yasuo, 80 games of Trindamir, 70 of Corky. The list goes on 70 games of Victor, 50 games of Zillion, like a shit ton of champions. Um, uh, you know, uh, no, very little champ mastery, right? And then he decided to make a new account, right? He made this new account. Guess what the name was called? Small Champ Pool, right? Interesting. Small Champ Pool. He has a way smaller Champ Pool This here. is the BBC mantra. I and love this. He's, he's got Vi guys, his main play. Yeah. And then Yone, and then he has a bit of, bit of Yasuo Ari. So max four champs, basically. He's only got four champs that he's playing. And these are champs that obviously he's got a lot of champ mastery on, right? Now, it's interesting. He was saying how he says he the, the point that he was trying to make was my other account was- just done. My other account was it was it was uh, a dead account. Plus thirteen minus twenty. It, yeah, he says it was like it was it was um, you know, it was just a dead account. Like I, I need to I need to make a new account. He believed that it was like d doomed. It was like a doomed account. Native right? right. And it's so interesting because, um, right. This is an example of someone who literally this has nothing to nothing to do with the account. All this is, is that one account, you've stopped playing your bullshit scaling KL pick, right? Which was never going to work in Greensolid anyway. So he stopped playing KL and he's playing with a small champ pool. This has nothing to do, like, because this other account, sorry, is uh, is like 500 LP higher. It's, oh, so. So this other account that he has like a small champ pool is, is like 1K LP and the other one is only 500 LP. And he's, the narrative that he's pushing is like this you account was doomed. You've got to start a new account. you got to start a new account to get high elo. But like it's not it's it's com two completely differing, like two different players essentially. One has played you know seventeen different champions and played Kale, which is his scaling bullshit pick that he plays. The other one has stopped playing Kale altogether, only plays four champions, and he's got that all new sexy account with a fixed MMR, and he's all good and he's all happy chappy. Now, what's super interesting? Someone was watching his stream a few days ago. He was saying that he's got stuck in all these narratives and lost focus. The gameplay was low quality overall, and he seems to have fixed his mental and his deaths on this new account. But I think he's starting. It's starting to already. Uh, change again. He's going back to his old habits and he's starting to lose the end. He's saying, um, yeah, maybe we're going to see a third account. Now, I want to call, you know, people say the old doomed account shit, you know. I'm sick of this because you can't compare this account that's 500 LP to this one that's stuck at 500, 600 LP. His mental's completely refreshed, right? He's playing with a different champ pool, small champ pool, and he stopped, yeah, and, 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 uh, it's just like a fresh start. Where is this get? What's the bet that his LP in two months from now is going to be basically identical? What's the bet? Uh, if it, 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 okay, if he sticks to the same small champ pool, yes, he might get higher. Yeah. But if he does, if he did what he did before, played the kale, played the large champ pool, the LP is still going to be the same. You know what I mean? I don't care so much about the LP. I, I, I care more about the gameplay, the decision-making. So the way, the way that I view when people start a fresh account, right? It's sort of like, you know, when um, let's say you, you've, you've had a week, right? And like, let's say your apartment's like a bit messy and stuff like that. And then on the weekend, you're like, okay, I'm gonna get, finally going to clean it up. Yep. I'm going to start waking up early. Yep. I'm going to change like all these lifestyle habits. Like this like this week, screw this week. It was a bad week. Yep. Next week, I'm going to do what I want. I want to be the person I want to yep. be, right? Yep. People, and you have a fresh mindset. So yep. You're all excited, right? You know, you clean, your environment's clean. Everything's all good. You wake up early, even for the first couple of yep. days. Yep. And then 
slowly we get back into the old habits. Yeah, right. Very quickly. That's the exact same thing. It's the same thing that's going on, right? So, yeah, maybe you've made some sort of changes. And again, that's he's got the fresh mindset. But at the end of the day, he just goes back to the the same sort of old habits. I just feel like this is such a dangerous narrative because it's like it's incentivizing people to make a new account, but it has nothing to do with MMR. It has nothing to do with like- you know, a, a riot doomed account. It's nothing to do with a doomed account, dude. You've literally played a shit ton of champions on this account. You played different champions on this other account. You got a small champ pool. And, 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 and what I love about this is because it's exposing the people that quote unquote, the community think are talented and special that can do whatever they want and climb. And no, this guy was stuck. This is someone that people look up to and view as like a really good mechanical player. People think he's amazing. Dude, he was stuck. He ruined his account because he didn't follow. He had a large sample, played a lot of bunch of shit, meta hop, whatever he wanted to do. Played champs that weren't suited for high elo. Didn't adapt his style to Korean solo queue. And then tilt queued and, and complained and all this shit. And then look at him. And then what's his default response? Make a new account. Now, it'd be super interesting to see if he sticks with his small account mantra and owns up to it. But what's the bet? He's going to relapse. So that's what'd be interesting. We'll keep an eye on it. But mm. I think this is a, a really important point to uh to kind of touch on because you know talent doesn't get you everywhere right like like this is this is the first time i think a major content creator or someone that we view or people view as a really really good player getting exposed in a way for not having a good quality process and not following some things that we've actually said um which i think is really interesting and and i just hate this whole narrative of the doomed account i think it's it's just bullshit. It's a bullshit narrative. You can fix any any account. It, just about decision making. If he just stopped time. playing KO on that account and started playing like in you know shorter periods of time and a smaller champion, he could fix that account hundred percent. Hundred percent. I've fixed. I've fixed so many of my accounts before, and it's just oh, it's just such a bad. Yeah, the moment you get into the account and my mindset, you're pretty much you. There's no more focus on improvement anymore. Yeah. It's literally just. Because he's such a big content creator as well, Nathan. Because that's and imagine that narrative that's pushing on everyone else. All his viewers, yeah, all his viewers got to make a new account, guys. Got to make a new account. I mean, you're completely fucked. There's no, there's no. I've never seen someone successfully um, over the long term be successful with that mindset of keep switching accounts ever. Never seen it. Literally, never seen it. You can get short term bursts, but you go back to the thing. So that's what I'm interested in. Is he going to stick to this small champ pool or is he going to believe that? Because there's two narratives going on here. It was his champ pool or it was the account, right? So we'll see which one is it going to be. Is it going to be which one's going to override? Hopefully he pushes the small champ pool narrative, right? That would be amazing. That's great. That'd BBC, be great. That's BBC great. That's mantra. a positive. Um, well, we see what he does though. So yeah. I think it's good to keep note of that. Um, and let's see. Right, we'll keep tabs on that. The other thing to note, the way that I view in terms of streamers is you, I don't I don't care what anyone says, how many times you play, you cannot play at your best streaming. No. Nemesis is literally a worse player because he streams. I'm, I'm sure he knows that. Yeah, he knows that. He's yeah. probably doing it for, obviously, he's a career, right? Yeah. He makes money it's off it. It's different, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's the other thing as well, you know, and, yeah. you know, there's lots of mental tax. I, I remember, I think I, I, <laughs> I was, um, I was listening to, to, I think it was like on the double this podcast. We were saying in terms of like him and his Twitch chat when he plays and like, he, he just gets so annoyed. Like, he, like he'll like play, like makes a basic mistake. Right. And then like his Twitch chat calls it out. Right. He knows they're right. But it's just like, it like think about that mental, the fact that you have to go through that mental process. It's just, it, it fucks you, you so much. You mean the mental process of seeing of someone else. People like seeing the mistake that you're yeah. making. You know that yeah, they're bad you mistakes. Your Twitch chat's actually right. Uh, but it's like, I don't want to acknowledge it. <laughs> you know? 
know oh, what I mean? No. It's hard, dude. I could yeah. never do it. No, I, I can't do it I, I have mad respect for people like yeah. Nemesis and Tyler One and stuff. They Me can, too. They just play like 15, 16 games a day. I should touch on that. Tyler One. I mean, I didn't plan on talking about this today, but yeah. they brought him up. So he's, I think I think he has finished his career yeah, he's back in an he, yeah. he finished it? Yeah, he, he packed it in. So he is an interesting one, right? So he came in, he wanted to do the whole fill to challenger thing. Yeah. He ended up getting, I think he did a lot of fill and then he got support a shit ton, I think. And so I think he stopped putting fill. I think he, sometimes he was like picking other roles because I think he got too much support, I believe. But he got, well, I think he peaked what, 300 LP? Is that what he peaked roughly? Yeah. 300 LP? Yeah. Um, and then basically sat at the bottom of master. Now we got to remember he did get target entered. Apparently there was a lot of target enters, people like yep. betting on his games and shit. And there was like a lot of dodgy stuff going on. Yep. Um, but I mean, I think really the thing that hurt him was the, the insane amount of games he was playing. Yeah. You can't do it. You can't, it's not possible. You know, And I, I think that um, in a world in which he was doing it properly, like off stream, properly like reviewing yep. with a, with a better lifestyle, mm -hmm with less pressure. There's no doubt that I think he would eventually get challenger in Korea. I think it would take time. It would take a long time, but I think his personality, like he wouldn't give up, right? He would figure out a way. Yeah, he would figure out a way. Like he would be very, he's a very uh, stubborn. He's, he's stubborn in, in, in a way, isn't he? He's like, he's going to find a way no matter what. I don't know if he would have done it through mid, but I think he would do it through some other roles. I think he would do it through AD carry. He could do it through AD carry. And I think he'd do it through support. Mm. Maybe maybe jungle. I don't know. Do you know much about how good he is at jungle? No. I know he played a bit of Ivan. He's just an Ivan player. You're yeah. not going to be able to get to challenge with Ivan yeah. in Korea. Not possible. So, like, I mean, I respect that he had a crack, right? He had a crack. He did the whole did the whole thing. But that process, right, it really caps you out, man. It mm. really caps you out. So the people saying, oh, yeah, Tyler One couldn't do it. I mean, I don't think we really saw if he could or couldn't do it. I mean, the process didn't really allow him to show what he could or couldn't do. In my Korea's opinion. also, uh, you could definitely tell a huge culture shock in terms, especially your Western, you're really, really Western, yeah. which like Tyler One's like, he's an American. You yeah. know what I mean? Going to His Korea- His was like screwed as well, apparently. Yeah, he couldn't I mean, find we've food done that he wanted. It. We've yeah, done it how many it times? Brutal. It's brutal. Like yep. we think that, you know, being there a month from experience- A month is just max. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how Midbeast has been over there for that long, to be honest yeah. with you. Midbeast has been there for ages. I don't know how the hell he's doing that. He loves Korean culture, you know? Yes. Yeah. Nathan, what's all about Van? Okay, we talked about Van so the, other, the other episode. Last episode. One of your students. Um, and we're talking about how Van was, uh, she was struggling in gold, right? And I was basically saying, come on, you, you just got to keep at it. I believe in you type thing. You identified she had pretty big confidence issues. She had big confidence issues. And um, she got plat. Amazing. So, I mean, I'm so unbelievably proud of her. She put in the work. She stuck to the process. She was bloody stubborn right <laughs> she kept rocking up doing this she's i see her always doing reviews with tim uh, one of the other coaches in the mla she's put in the work and she actually took the time to write um some of her her learnings and her findings and things that we can share on the bbc love okay? it. i love sharing people's success stories she said there were many things that contributed to her climb she can't really pinpoint one thing but these are a few things that stood out in hindsight number one Understanding exactly why she should be grouping or splitting. This was a concept that didn't really make sense to her before, just like learning a new language or a new skill. You might understand it on a surface level, but not how to, how 
to connect that with the goal. Identifying phases in a game where I need to actively pressure versus farm phases, including factors like game state and champ. So this was something that she just didn't, it just didn't click. Like when should I be grouping and when should I be splitting? And I think that's something that incrementally, like over time, just through bulk it's reviews, a feel thing. bulk games, she find, things started to click over time. She's like, oh, okay, I get it. This is where I should be focusing my farm. Nothing's happening. It's like a very slow part of the game. This is a part of the game where I should be, I need to be doing something. I need to be with the team. Based here. on like what's happened the last five minutes, it's like this constant fighting and stuff. I yeah. need to be more so. Or the enemy team's got a hard engage comp specifically. That's right. Versus the enemy team's got like a Zareth, Ezreal, Yumi. Like I don't really yep. need to be grouping. I should be, be you know what I mean? And that's something she's, I think the, the specifics have added up over very, time, I think. You have to be very specific yeah. in those situations. I've used that word so many times actually in this this week's review. I said, I've just sort of just showing people is like, this is why we have to get specific yeah. in the situation because you can't have general I mean, yeah, general things are good to apply in league, but it just, it's the first step. You've got to get specific because you can't apply these general rules to situations. It's just not yeah, possible. A lot of my learn, a lot of my um, uh, observations in, in my coaching sessions are like, I'll, I'll talk about general concepts and then I'm like, but these are the specifics, specifics that kind yeah, that's of right. yeah. give it more color. That's it's right. like, okay. And a lot of the time I can't actually identify if the person is struggling with the overarching concept or the specifics. And what I mean by that is if someone, say someone dies to a gank as a mid laner, I can't tell if that is like an overall, like he genuinely has a problem with like, like thinking about the jungler or is this specifically to do with this jungler? Like he didn't respect that the, champion, the, that champion, like the gap closer of this the champion. Threat. So like a lot of the time I cover both. I'm like, okay, mm. I'll ask questions about what you think about the jungler, whatever. And then if they say, yes, okay, this might be a Javan specific problem or a Rek'Sai specific. And I've had that all the time sessions. Sometimes the takeaway is like, now you know how much threat range Rek'Sai has onto you. Like I had a review the other day where it was like, uh, someone didn't respect the existing Rek'Sai tunnels and then, you know, Rek'Sai can do the double tunnel yep. and then he like, like zoomed halfway across the lane and yeah, killed him. And yeah. I'm like, now, you know, you know, that's it. That's the learning in that situation. I hope that person watched my Rek'Sai guide. Yeah, I, I did. I told them to watch a Rek'Sai guide. Yeah. I've been telling a lot of people to watch a Rek'Sai guide actually. Because, I put so um, much work into that guys. You better be watching that Rek'Sai guide. Yeah, it's really good. Second thing, uh, viewing league like a bit of a strategy game where my teammates are my units who can sometimes do weird stuff. Um, all with their unique patterns, but it is my responsibility to move the pieces on the board to the best of my ability, making decisions, pinging off fights, objectives, regardless. Compensation for me, and still is one of my one of the biggest like raid bosses. It's really difficult for her. It's a huge um, challenge. That's the confidence thing. The compensation is a huge. It's a huge ties confidence. confidence. Hundred percent. If you're really confident with your champion, champ mastery, you just know which is a good battle fight. You just let them die, and you're confident you can carry the game in later stages of the game. And then she said, map awareness and information about game states is crucial. Game states, game states, game states. What's happening right now? Soaking in as much information as possible. Um, I like that though. Like it's does her she, responsibility. Does she, did you have to work on like F key usage? Like, do you talk about F keys much or do you just, what's, um, what's, your, what's your thing on, on, how do you gather information? How do you teach enough, this is an interesting one. I've actually gone back. This is something I've gone backwards on. Okay. So I got, I, I learned this from 610. So 610, I remember I was in a session. So sometimes if 610 has been sick recently, hasn't been coming to sessions, but um, there was, there was times where he would come in and he would like give advice to people. And I love Sixten's view because he doesn't come from a coaching background. He just says it as just it is. a pure player. A pure player. Yeah. Like this is what I would think. Yeah. And I remember there was a session and we'll, uh, I, I, I was we'll kind of just watching this game. I can't remember who it was or what the situation was. And Sixten said, stop panning your camera. And at first my initial response was, why are you saying that? Like, 
okay, let's just see where this goes, right? And the Sixers like, dude, you're playing like Oriana. You're not roaming top. Stop. Just so focus on your no lane. Point. Yeah. And like, it's actually a good point. Mm. As a mid laner, a lot of the time you need to focus as much of your mental stack on just doing your job in the lane. It's not your responsibility to know what's happening in top lane a lot of the time. Now, yes, this, this depends on the champ you're playing. It depends on the situation. But like for the majority of the early lane, who gives a shit if you're not faker? You can't you can't camera pan and with FK, sorry. And still play the lane. And still play perfectly. the lane perfectly. Yeah. He's like, dude, you're missing skill shots because you, <laughs> you <laughs> you're busy about thinking what's happening. But yeah. so just focus on your lane first. Yeah. We can get to that shit later. And that really stuck with me. And I actually say the other thing. I say the other way around. I say, stop panning on camera. Hmm. Focus on your lane. Focus on your wave management. Focus on hitting your skill shots. And then we'll, we'll, we'll get to the other stuff later on. Um, so yes, that's I don't more really. of an early game thing, though, right? It's an early game. It wasn't Van's thing more about mid game collection. Um, but information I don't really collection. talk about F King because you should only pan when you need to pan. Like, I think as a jungler, you need to be a lot more aware of what's happening everywhere. everywhere. You need to know. Whereas, everything. like as a mid laner, yeah, you don't need to know all the time. It's like, okay, this is my winning side. This is my losing side. As long as I'm panning every now and then when I have prior to, then I. You know, then I then I can. That's all you need to do. Like what I generally say is, okay, we know that's the side we want to influence. Let's shove, and then when we shove, we can pan and hover and decide along the way. Then like come back mid. Like there's a multiple step process. You don't need to be panning twenty four seven because you're probably not going to ditch the mid wave anyway. Uh, it's just not something I focus on. Yep. It's it's a way a high elo thing. I'd say it's a, a higher elo concept. So why was Van? So Van was she not collecting the information before? She just wasn't, I, I believe with, with, with Van, had, it was more, change. she wasn't using lol stage to just, just get an overarching Got view it. of the game. Like what's yep. going on? Who's strong? Who's weak? She wasn't asking that question. Who's, who threatens me? That sort of thing, you know? Um, yeah. So that's so she would the, have to like ask those questions to then be look for the information to. Well, I, I think what it was over time, Nathan, is that she didn't know how that information would influence her decisions. Got it. That and I think, sense. and this is the way I try to teach Nathan yeah. where um, I try to teach like, Information is just information unless you know how it's going to impact That's your right, play. Yeah. Like once you understand the importance of looking at it, then of course you're going to look at it. Mm. Like if you want to, if you want to translate your lead on Twist of Eight, well, no shit, you're going to look at what's happening in the side lane. It's a no brainer, right? That's like kind of the narrative I try to push. Yep. That makes sense. Um, and then the third one, he was really understanding that the decision of thinking and doing the right thing matters, not the result. Even when it's really tricky sometimes to fully detach from the result. So what what basically this means is, um, again, what we we're talking about before, we're essentially about win cons, right? Like it doesn't matter how bad that decision is. You've got to make a decision. The most important thing is to make a decision. And then we can work on that shit later, right? And I think what was happening with Van is that she was making bad decisions. She was playing with intention, but then those mistakes were demoralizing her confidence. That's right. Which would then increase compensation. Yep. And it was starting that toxic it's, cycle. Yeah, it's a cycle, yeah. And the last point here was- um, Good intensity, being able to ask myself more questions in the game, like, can I absorb more pressure and be more impactful? How can I punish that enemy mistake? What can I do to absolutely ruin the enemy's chances of winning? Love that. Great questions. Um, she said her own handwritten solo queue journal is awesome and working really well for her. I don't actually know how she uses it, so I'll have to talk to her about that. And she said, edit additional important points. Um, you really need to eliminate shitty IRL problems. IRL stuff, we spoke about this, your, your IRL impacts your in-game massively and each death can swing the game. Just one death can swing the game. And now we push that all the time. Um, so she says, all of this is by far not perfect, but rather new realizations and um, 
She's just on the climb still, grinding. Great stuff. So congratulations to Van for reaching Platt. I mean, an amazing effort despite all of the- The adversities. The adversity, yeah. The confidence, the fact that she's a female playing League of Legends. Unbelievable. That's a massive- She's a massive inspiration actually um, to a lot of us. Um, I've got something else, but Nathan, I don't want to take over the entire show here, Nathan. All right. Um, we talk about champ mastery all the time. Okay. Yep. I think there's a narrative around this that we need to, we, I think we still need to break down some champ because people don't really still understand the value of champion mastery. Okay. I feel, I feel like there's some extra layers okay. that we need to go. This is just one, um, that I had a conversation on my discord with, um, the narrative that one trick in is bad because you'll learn one variation of the game or one style of the game. You create bad habits. That's it. You want to discuss that? Yeah. Okay. What's your because you don't you don't learn the game completely is the narrative. Okay. Uh, my take is that there is no other way. We've all done it. League's too complicated to be mm. like, and this is so. This is coming from a gold player as well. Okay? okay. This is a gold player that you know he's got the mindset, and it's a very logical thing, right? It's like I want to I want to learn mm. jungle the correct way, or like I want to have a complete view of the game. It's not possible to create a complete view of the game when you're going to be bouncing in gold for and playing 10 different champions or five different champions, or switching champions every meta. It's just not possible, guys. I'm sorry. As much as it sounds sexy, not going to happen. I use so many great examples. I love the Showmaker example in terms of, it was a Katarina one trick, right? I think he actually played Syndra beforehand or something like that. I read something about that. I don't that. know actually about his story that much. Right? But I he, one tricked, a lot of he just one tricked and then one tricked, right? Right. To get to high yellow. I was an Udia one trick mm. to get to high. And then, so you get, you get, you get to like, let's say the high, it a platinum diamond and then like master first, mm. then you are able to quick, more quickly learn a complete view of the game. That's my approach. Yeah. Yeah. Let's break it down. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'm fully bought in on that. I'm close though. Okay. Look, I don't think you need to be a one trick to, to improve. I don't, uh, but you do need to have a very small champ pool. So, um, Okay, so let's say you're in, in low gold. I tr I do think being a one trick when you're like silver and low gold, it does speed up the process of learning massively. Like if you can just play one champ and get very good at that one champion, your learning process is going to be smoother. You're going to be able to learn the fundamentals more effectively. Like you learn the game through the lens of that champion. It doesn't mean it's a beautiful holistic view of the game, but at least it's it gives you a baseline. It gives you a very, very solid baseline. But I think that, you know, ideally... You know, in a perfect world, in my opinion, you would have maybe a second champion there when you're in plat. I do think that I do. I think I think starting at, like having a little bit of to versatility, dabble in different styles of winning have to be ways different to win style, no, just a different champion, champion different view of the game. Because even even if, even if they're similar styles, styles still they're still thing. different. It's still, it's still a different. difference. Yeah, and I'm actually more of the mind of actually only playing one style. Like I'm actually big on the narrative that you should be have a player identity. I say this all the time. I would rather you have you know, champs of a similar type because you have you all that, that that's your strength. And then way later on down the line, maybe we can diversify, but sometimes you don't even need to diversify. Sometimes it's better just to all in on your style. But anyway, I, I, I do think you, you should go being a one trick for an extended period of time is rocky. In a perfect world, right? I believe one trick temporarily at the start to be a to get to a good foundational level, like learn the fundamental jungle amid, then pick up a second champion in in plat if you ideally and then climb with those two champs get to like d4 then add a third one in 
And then, you know, by D4, you've got a lot of champ mastery with a true champs, adding a third one. Then you can start to, then you start to get, you know, a wider and wider view of the game. Um, and that way you become a more holistic player, in my opinion. Mm. Now that's not to say that's, you know, you can definitely one trick, but I, I do think there's a level where like, if you one trick too, too long, it's hard to go back. Like, I think there's like a line of no return. A there point is. Of no return. There probably is too much. You could go there, over there, You index. can go overboard. Yes. And, and I think that's happened to you to, to a detriment where it's like you got to this extreme level with Udia, but then nothing was really close, but it shaped, it created so many bad habits because you, you, were, you were not Nathan looking at the game. You were Udia looking at the game, that's right? right? Like you yeah. were Udia. Yeah. Like you, your, 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 your view of the game was literally through Udia on every champion. Mm. Right? It's like, mm. how do I tank as much damage on every champ I play? That's right. Whether it's Lee Sin or, I'm playing or like Lee a, or whatever. At least I'm like a tank. I'm like running in as a tank. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I do think there's a, a line drawn though. Yeah. So yes, I agree okay. with, you know, kind of, but not fully. Yeah. So your friend, you know, your, your gold, your gold client, he needs to be careful. I mean, I, there's, there's no harm though in one tricking through gold. No, I don't think like so. Like if you can get to plat four playing one champion, mm. you get, you, you'll be any great. I mean, mm. gives you a very solid foundation. Cause I feel as though, uh, as well, the game is so like the fundamentals is not easy to pick up. It's a lot of muscle memory that needs to be in, in, like inbuilt. It's a lot of stuff. Like, like you talk about jungle all the time, being able to check where the enemy jungle starts and start panning your camera onto wave states. This is stuff that is just going to take time. You don't want to bombard that by learning another champ as well. It just ruins. It's not going to. It's not going to help you. Um, diversification of playstyle doesn't matter in that regard. Is that is that kind of answer your question? One thing I'm concerned about is like you know how you said the when you said it's like oh you get to your gold and then you get to platinum, then you get to mm, diamond, mm, right? Mm. That doesn't take like a month, two months. That could take a whole season or two seasons, yeah, right? Yeah. Think about how many meta shifts and how many times they'll change those type of champions. Out that though. is true as well. It's not you know what I mean? Clear. It's not no, that but simple. I, but, but again, people shouldn't be picking up, especially in plat mm. and D4, you don't pick up champs based off meta at all. You So you're saying just pick champs that are solidified, they're like mid lane champs. No, so this is what literally what I say. So someone yeah. says to me, so Curtis, I'm not happy with my champ pool. Mm. I ask two questions. Mm. Give me a list of 10 champs that you love, okay? Give me a list of 10 champs you love. It could be, give me the most ridiculous champs. I don't care. Just give me, in, in terms of order, what's number one, the one you love the most and go down. Mm. Then give me another list. Give me a list of champs that um, you're the most competent on. So give me a list of the champs you're the most competent on. Sometimes I'll even ask a third question. What are some champions that your cha your current champion really struggles against? So what I try to do with all that information, so we've got a list here of champs he loves, champs that he's competent on, so I get to see what his strengths are as a player, and then champs that he really struggles with, with his current champ pool. What I try to find is I try to find a champion there that ticks all those boxes. One that he enjoys, might not be the one he loves the most, but one that he definitely enjoys, one that kind of makes sense with his underlying skill set and one that complements his other champ in his pool. Cause you don't want two identical champs. Cause then you, you're just, you're not going to know when to alternate. So that's what I look for. That has nothing to do with the meta. Nothing. I don't, I don't give a shit about the, what the meta is. That's how I pick champs for people. Cause you need to love your champ. It has to have a place in your pool and it's got to make sense with the, your underlying the, skill the, set. Meta, the new meta champs would never make it onto the competent champ list, would it? Because- Well, they might if they had played that champ in the past. Okay. Who knows? I mean, That's true. Could, could, they could. It might, may or may not. It's just luck, yeah. you know, whether or not it's a great meta champ. That's how I recommend most people to pick their champion. Those three lists. And then find the one that makes the most sense that kind of has the most overlap with all three. 
Sort of like one of those circle things. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What do they call it? I forgot what they call it. Whatever that is. Yeah. A Venn diagram. Right. Yeah. Spot on. Oh, a Venn diagram. Three, I, yeah. I three so circles. Much at school. Um, so I would recommend trying that with your clients. Okay. If you can. Yep. It could be it could be a good exercise. It's a, it's a good exercise. The Venn diagram, the champion. But I don't really do it as a Venn diagram. I just give them a list. The Venn diagram champion selection process. I like it. It sounds very comp- very. Uh, Reddit would love that. They would. <laughs> <laughs> For a Reddit, uh, make a Reddit post on it and just post on summer school. Just give it a fancy title. I want to talk about um, past experiences shaping your view of the game. I mean, this actually kind of ties onto what you were talking about. Beautifully. So I got a, a client who was a long-term Kale and Cogmore player. Kale mid, Cogmore mid. A lot of similarities there, basically. AP oh, Cogmore, essentially. Scale, do scale, nothing. farm, farm, farm. <laughs> do not leave your lane. Give pressure, don't leave your lane. Yeah. Get your item spikes and pop off in mid-game. It's yeah. a late game, right? And this person loved that style. There's nothing wrong with that. If you want to play that style, you can play that style. Many people play like that, right? And he did this for a, a, quite a long time. And then um, this person started to play Oriana. I believe it was Oriana. And I was watching their Oriana play. And it was so interesting because, you know, this person was playing and they think they're doing a, a good job. And I'm watching it. I'm like, this is like in my mind as I'm watching, I'm like, this is goddamn so defensive. I mean, you're just giving pressure. You're not contesting pressure when you should be contesting pressure. You could be shitting on this guy, but you're not like, there was this constantly trade after trade or window after window that was missed. And this is stuff that is completely invisible to this guy. He can't see that he's missing all these opportunities because he's, his view of the game is so shaped by his past experiences playing Kale and Cogmore. He has, his brain doesn't think that way. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like the neurons have been created in like a certain yeah. way. It's very different. He would have to like... In t- it's like so, I sort of view it as like we well, have to fake it to extreme as like a drug addiction or something. It just requires extreme willpower and like effort, and a lot of curiosity, and a lot of curiosity, and a lot to of start details, changing the view. Yeah, and and, and basically what I said was like you know we got to really start from scratch in terms of just aggressive posturing, like just learn how to step up aggressively in the lane mm. and just posture aggressively and try and poke this guy with Q, like getting out of your comfort zone because his default response to the point is where he's back clicking. Like That's he's, a, it's a muscle he's, memory habit. He's clicking yeah. back. Because he's done it. Think about it. He's done thousands of he's games. He's done thousands of games like of this. Back clicking like back that. Back clicking and giving pressure. So enemy team walks in front of me, I walk backwards. Yeah. And it's okay to give pressure. He doesn't, because yeah. in his mind, he's being rewarded. Correct. For giving pressure yep. and scaling to no, the that's, that's, that's how our brains work. Like, and I, I find this very difficult as well when I'm you know, going to the information collection in terms of teaching uh, farming junglers. Like I have um, I have uh, Yannick who's a Gwen jungle man, right? And again, he's been rewarded so much for not FKing and looking at lanes, collecting information because he can win games without it. Yeah. That it takes it takes us a long time to – he knows that it's good, but it's just that habit, that way of viewing just takes a long – because until, until you literally win a game from collecting information yeah. like that, yeah. your brain actually won't make the connection. Yeah, I always say this as well. All it takes is one really good game doing this. And you latch onto that one. Yeah, and that's, that's right. like, you've it got starts that. starts building. Well, it's like, you can always refer back to that. You yeah. know what it felt like. Fuck it's like, like that's great. Right. Now I know what that feels like. You, you have that one game where you're playing Ori and you're playing pressure-oriented game. Wow. That felt really good. I don't, honestly, for those type of players, I think that it's not one game. They need that one game to start. The way that I view it, it's mm. like you, you you plant the seed. Right. And, but you need to keep water. You need more of those games. So like really build that, right. that yeah. reward 
thing in the brain. That's my, there's no right. fucking science of that, guys. That's the way yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the no, way I get what you mean. You know what I mean? So I think that the people watching this, if they have come from a, a background of playing a specific champion that played a very particular way and you're you're trying to get out of that, that right? That's why you don't really want to go down that. Um, you're playing Kale and then you're playing Well, this is interesting Zed. though, but, uh, you know, because this actually, I sound like a giant, I'm contradicting myself because remember what I said before, I said, it's good to play one style and then we can swap later on. So this is where things get very tricky because it depends on the style that we're talking about mm. here. So, I mean, mm. holy moly, this gets complicated. Okay. I think the message should be based on your past experiences, yep. you need to know that it's going to be even harder for you to learn a champion than compared to someone else because of your past experiences. Is that the message? And, 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 and the, yeah. And, and I would say the more unique the way you play, the harder the the change the transition. is the transition is like mm. if if you're like a Vlad player like you've got a very very unique view of the game your view of mana would be out the very same thing as a Katarina player if you're a Katarina player trying to expand or you're a Vlad player trying to expand yeah. or whatever like we're talking very niche champions you're you're going to struggle big time like you're going to struggle big time to try to expand to other more traditional champions so you know that is why it, you know there is a benefit to playing more quote unquote holistic champions but I, I still think that, like, as long as you're not doing it for a, a long, extended amount of time, you should be okay. Like, yeah, honestly, this is this is a giant contradiction. So, we contradict each other. But, but and this is it. We're still trying to figure this out because, yeah. on one hand, a lot of time though, what I would tell people when they go down that one rabbit hole and they all in on their strengths, I don't expect them to ever expand. A lot of the time, okay. because they're not a pro. They're not trying to go pro. Mm. They're not trying to play competitive a lot of the time. They're just they're just people who enjoy this particular way of playing the game. In my mind, there's no way. Like I don't I don't give them that advice, thinking that they're going to change. You know, because most people don't. Most people who have a style, they usually stick to that style. It, yeah, they don't like an assassin player doesn't randomly want to play mages, or a mage player doesn't randomly want to play assassins. Most of the time, mm. that there are those exceptions that people want to they that as they get better at the game and they understand more, they want to have like a differing perspective on the game. You know, um, and it is hard. It is hard. To I think of- I think definitely fine to tell them. And I think it's all good. Be like, you're mm. gonna do because you said your intention is not for them to change. But I mean, I've done it myself, so I yeah. know that you can. It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. But the reason, Nathan, I don't like, rec- I don't recommend people to play multiple styles is that it's so fucking hard. Mm. Like for someone to play Rexai mm. and then play Carthus, mm. it's, it's massive different. It, it, you know, you got to be a very experienced player. Yeah, right. To be able to do that, yeah. or to go from playing Fizz to it's true to playing Flat, it's just a different game. Yes, it it's a very very different game, and I, I don't I don't recommend that because I struggle to do that. If I struggle to do that and I played the game for 11, 12 years, let alone what the hell is this poor guy going to do? You know? So that's why even though it can dig you a little bit of a hole, I would rather the, I'd rather have that burden of having to dig myself out of that hole than struggle in the first place. You know, that's why I view it. Like there's disadvantages to both and advantages to both, but the disadvantages to the one of having one player identity is less it's less than trying to expand from the get-go, in my opinion, because you might actually just give up. Most people who try to do the both styles, they just give up because they don't get results. Yep. Right? Yep. You well, that's why, that's why I said before in terms of, you know, one trick and stuff like that, or like, you know, when I say like there's no other way to do it to climb with it, it's just, it's just the fastest, most proven, beautiful method in terms yeah. of one to two champions. Yep. I always say this in Soul 2. When people say like, I want to, like my champ was like five champs, I said, I've never seen anyone climb 
with five champions ever. Yep. That's just from my experience. I mean, I'm sure there's definitely some people who have done it, but yeah, but I haven't well, seen you it. haven't seen them. Yeah, and well, not consistently enough to ever tell someone to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Hundred percent. Um. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about today? I think that's about it, Curtis. Wrap, wrap it up. Yep. Um. Any Any tidbits? Any final words? Um. Other than what I usually say, Curtis, keep on improving. There was one thing that – oh, no, it did tie on actually to the topic of um, – actually, we can quickly touch on this okay. in terms of it's sort of like an ego thing. This is the statement. I play better than my opponent, so they shouldn't win the game and I deserve to win the game. That's the narrative. I played better than my opponent. Yep. So let's say you beat them in lane phase. Yep. Or let's say you, uh, for junglers, we out-jungled them. Right, okay. so like I, I've won the game. Like yep. I've done my job. So you're talking pre-early game. I did my job. I out-pressured this guy. Yeah, and then what happens is then they start to check out. And yep. then, again, it sort of ties into the you're the fed one, but we talk about the beginning of the podcast. That's right. why I, 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 I dabbled this in there talk, talking about yeah, yeah. people think they 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 can check out because, they've, because they've, they've done their they've job. Done their job. They've beaten their opponent. Yeah, I actually had that yesterday. And the, the enemy team doesn't deserve to win because yeah. they lost to me. Yeah, yeah. I-, I I had that last night yesterday. Yesterday I was playing a game. I played Nautilus. I played really well. Like I completely like dominated this guy in lane. Gapped your support. Yeah. I like out pressured. I yeah. out roamed. I out skirmished. I did everything and the game was over. Right. Mm. And I just got, we just got sloppy. Mm. I, I, I remember like I was, I didn't ping back on obvious shitty plays. Mm. I wasn't like spamming the Baron. Like I remember feeling, okay, this can easily go bad, but you know, uh, you know, it's game over. The game's over. I did my job. I did my job. And I'm, I took I basically, well, I, I metaphorically took my hands off the keyboard yeah. essentially. Like yeah. I, I wasn't fully intense anymore. I was super intense thinking about always, okay, when do I need a group with my head to carry and make sure I can get farm? Like I'm always thinking and I just let go. I just stopped. I stopped thinking like that. My, my brain kind of went into autopilot mode. And then what happened, funnily enough, uh, I died. I gave like a, a big, a decent shutdown. My jungler died, gave the Kindred a shutdown. Kindred got, I think like 700 gold worth of shutdowns. Then people started getting complacent. Yeah. They started getting shutdowns yeah. and they, they nearly, they nearly got to, they got to our nexus. I think they got like, got one of our towers or even both our towers. It was a really, really close game. Turned into like a 47 minute game. <laughs> that should have been like a 25 minute win yeah. or because we got complacent. Yeah. And I feel as though those games, I think, and we all have them at times, but for me, it's just, it's just a wake up call. You have one of them. It's a wake up call. It, yeah. like, it like wakes you up for yeah. the next few weeks. Like yeah. for me, I have them and it shouldn't be like that. Brutally honest. It shouldn't have to be no. like that. My That should be my standard to have full intensity every game, but I'm a human and it happens. It happens. And I have that wake up call. I'm like, okay, Curtis, it should never be like that because it, I was so close to like losing my shit because of losing that game. Like I was pissed. Yeah. I remember feeling in that game. I had that, 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 um, that really t- negative thought, which was, I'm going to lose this game. Like I thought that. And whenever you think like that, I can't afford to lose this game. That's when you, that's when you play worse a lot of you're, the time. Because you're in the defensive you're mindset. The defense. You're just I trying make not to lose versus trying to win. And then, yeah, I just turned it around and then we just won. And it was yeah. just one of them. I'm like, okay. There's probably just... some lucky circumstances. Yeah, that it was, it's all flip yeah. at that point. It was all flip. It was all execution. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just all luck. Um, but that's, that's, that's hopefully enough to wake me up for weeks. Because mm. that's just ridiculous. Mm. And no matter how well you play on the first 12, 15 minutes, especially nowadays with the way the games, the games decided games the can, 20 minute, 25 minute mark. Games are more about there, the mid games, mm. the 15 to 20 minutes. So that's where the games are decided nowadays. But the early game is still incredibly important yes. because if you continually yes. play perfectly, you close out the game cleanly. Yes. 
That's yes. the key key thing. Spot on. Because people always then take it's like, Nathan, we should just review mid game all the time because it's so important. Yeah. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. But I know? have been actually, again, I'd say this this year, this is the most I've reviewed mid game. More than ever. Yeah. I uh, go deep, uh, way uh, deeper into reviews now. But do you again, do you think that's because you were able to perfect the early game, lane phase? You're able to go to that next level? Do you could you no, have, could you have done clients. it the other way around? I'm talking with my clients. Yeah, even with your clients. Could you have done it the other way around? No, you can't do it the other way around, yeah. I mean, if yeah, if someone's dying to level three ganks in all, you know, yeah, that's step one. That's step one. Yeah, yeah, but but like before, I would kind of assume a lot of the time that I'm like, eh, it's not that important. But now I like grouping and splitting. Like that's something I, I'm, I'm hard on. Like I went there was I did a review last thing here uh, where uh, this person went top and to co- to catch a wave when their team was like making like the Dino was their wink on Dino Jungle and Dino Jungle was pathing bot side. And I'm thinking, okay, you're playing, I think he was playing Vex and you've got all, you've got everything. Do you, what's more important here, catching this wave at top or do you think just hovering your Dino because your Dino is your Fed member and she's probably going to make something happen because everyone was moving on bot side. I'm like, even though nothing bad happened there, like I would, I view that as a, a huge risk and, and you could have easily lost the game off that. Like Dino could have fought, could have given a shutdown. You weren't there. That could have been the game. So I overemphasize that. I say, this is huge. But nothing happened, right? But I still this is this could be huge. This could be huge this in be another game, game in an alternate reality. Yeah, you're is. not at the right. I, 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 I emphasize that stuff all the time. That's something I would have looked over in the past before. Hundred percent. I, I would have said, oh yeah, mid game here, nothing yeah. bad. But no, I actually start to get specific. Why are you pathing here and catching the sideways when you could be just grouping? And especially nowadays with the games how explosive they are, on fifteen to twenty minute mark, you need to be really on the ball when you're grouping and splitting, like more so than ever. Especially with a lot of the, especially in high reload games, with the, the way the meta is, using Ares and, and Talias and all these champs like have go buttons. There's yeah, there's you know? big go buttons. Engage. Fog of war is so goddamn important. I love the fog. I always play around fog. Lovely. All right, that's it for this podcast, everyone. As we always say, good work. Let's keep on improving, and we'll see you next time.